I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. More fun than a barrel of monkeys. Today, we're going to be talking about The Secret of Monkey Island, a game that was initially released in 1990, published or er, uh, developed by Lucasfilm Games, and was published by Lucasfilm Games and the Software Toolworks, and then uh, was re-released as The Mon- uh, Secret of Monkey Island Special Edition in 2009, uh, developed by LucasArts and published by LucasArts, Lucasfilm, and Disney. Uh, but first, if you could give us a like or a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, so, The Secret of Monkey Island is a point-and-click adventure game, uh, and to some extent, it is one of the granddaddies of the genre, one of the ones that people will still point back to today. Uh, and we've covered these before, and by these, I mean we did Grim Fandango. <laughs> I don't did did we do any of the other like real classics? I don't think so. Uh, we did. We've done Harvester, the most classic of them all. <laughs> that one is the most classic, yeah. and we should not. And then we did. Yeah, it. then we did Broken Age, which was like the revival one. But uh, I don't think we've mm-hmm. hit too many of the old the old classics. That's a a rich vein of games that we can talk about that no one will want to listen to. <laughs> Did you listen to No Clips uh, Day of the Tentacle episode? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I sure didn't. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, if you're still listening after finding out that we're talking about a 90s point and click adventure game, uh, Secret of Monkey Island is one of the ones that uh, has always, like, I, it's the one that I heard referenced the most as far as, like, uh, this era of them like it i i know full throttle and and day of the tentacle like i mentioned before and everything like that king's quest space ace what am i thinking of <laughs> is it space ace uh space ace is the um the is the don bluth one. yeah the don bluth like um dragon's lair sequel thing right so not that one but the i think it's just space quest was... Space Quest. Because it's yes, like, yeah, yes, like, a, like a King's, a King's Quest spinoff or whatever. Yeah, and they're both Sierra games. Uh, but but Monkey Island is the one that always keeps coming back. And it's one that, unlike uh, Grim Fandango, I played a little bit and never finished. Mm-hmm. So this is my first time actually through the game. Uh, and it was, it was definitely different than I was expecting, both from what people told me about the game and also just like my own experience with the first couple hours of it. Yeah. I, I had the pretty much the exact same experience. Like I think we played through the beginning of the special edition one time, uh, at the, at the old Winsley street house. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, like, I'd never played this game. Um, but similarly, it was one of the ones I always heard about. I know the theme song. It's a great song. Uh, I've heard that in the, the background of many a YouTube video and whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, yeah. And it was much different than I expected. Um, much like smaller in scale than I expected as well. Like it's, it just so different than what I expect, uh, when I think of like a, of its time, big budget, probably like popular game, like the scope and the length and stuff like that is all like much different, uh, than expected. Yeah. Like, especially coming off of, and this is to speak specifically to our biases, as opposed to 
saying it generally. Like, the last point-and-click game we did was Grim Fandango. Well, we did Perfect Tides. That's, like, a game from uh, two years ago or something. Uh, And Grim Fandango feels so much vaster than The Secret of Monkey Island does. But it also did come out eight years later. Like, (laughs) it is a massive time difference, especially when we're talking about new technologies like games. So, uh, like, it was weird to throw myself even further back. Like, Grim Fandango, still a great game also still feels primitive as compared to what we're used to playing. Uh, but to go even further back to 1990 with uh, uh, with Secret of Monkey Island, it was like, wow. Like, especially if you look at the difference between the special editions, updated visuals, and the original uh, version, which are very different. And I kind of do want to talk about how they changed some of the characters, but... Uh, like looking back at the original, you like I, I think it almost presents a more realistic expectation for what the game is gonna be. Because you look at it now and it feels like one of those smooth looking, newer uh point and click games. And it just isn't. It's like an old ass game. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Grim Fandango is the perfect game to compare it to because like yeah, it, it it does feel old if you go back and play it now, but like enough about it like holds up that I think it feels like it's like worthy or lives up to your expectations of like being a classic. Whereas mm-hmm. this one feels a lot more quaint. Um, and I mean, I obviously don't want to like hold that against it or anything. Cause it did come out in 1990, but yeah, I, the visuals are a good call out, I think, and are a big part of the reason like why, yeah. Cause it looks like a modern game. Like I'm surprised that the special edition was made as long ago as 2009. Uh, yeah. Like I would have guessed, it was would have been more like 2015 or something <laughs> that it was done. So. I think 2015 probably would have also been my guess. Yeah. if somebody asked me to <laughs> to just take a, a stab at it. Yeah, so, yeah, really uh, nice. Or I would have said at least 2010, so that could have been <laughs> the 20th anniversary edition. And the fact that it came out one year before that is so irksome to me <laughs> for no good reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but just uh, really nice hand painted art though for the for the special mm. edition. Yeah, it, it looks super good, uh, and like you said, it sounds super good. That's also something that would not have been true of the original game. Uh, our, our experience playing the special edition as being like the first time that we're through it is definitely going to color our expectations of the game a good bit. Like uh, the the fact that everything is like. Well, I was going to call something out, but I mean, I guess we could go into that as sure, well. Sure. I think it's it's like looking at the game, I think it looks super good. I like how they cartoonized a lot of the characters. Like everyone looks more in line with the animated style that you would associate with it, especially given this is kind of like a madcap cartoon comedy game, essentially. Uh, and then looking at the original where everything was detailed in a way that it obviously looks more primitive because of like what the hardware it was working with was but also like was obviously intended to look like real people Mm -hmm. uh especially in like their their little like cutscenes and close-up moments uh it, it feels much more in line and i was gonna make a comment about the animation and how they seem to have not wanted to change that <laughs> at all from the original and it fucking slays me every time like goddamn stan at the the ship dealership oh yeah uh and he's always just like his Just hands are going around. in 
<laughs> like a million miles an hour. Like that feels like a holdover from the original in a way that is really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like a lot. Yeah. The dude standing on the corner, like shaking his head back and forth real fast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's just been like a nostalgia trickle down effect, but like, I feel like a lot of games that use that kind of more like puppet like, you know, like, um, like the 2d, sprites are broken up into pieces and are actually like a model that is like posed more like a 3d model i, I feel like yeah. that kind of aesthetic uh you you still see that in like indie games and stuff and it just feels appropriate in this kind of game yeah um so i think yeah, that's just the like cat a lady uses it to like reasonable effect and that game is a, is a psychological <laughs> horror game <laughs> Yeah, it so, still just like feels like it fits. Yeah, I just, I think it's just like a happy accident of like aesthetics <laughs> that 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 just True, that still yeah. looks appropriate. Um, but no, I, I think I don't know if this is where you wanted to go with it, but like you brought up something that I find interesting is that like I really wonder if when they made the original like pixel art or however you want to describe the original graphics, uh, if they de- were intending it to look realistic. Um, like in their heads because like that I think that's such an interesting question because like that's a thing that people talked about a lot with uh when Wind Waker came out like mm. was Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask like going for a realistic look but look the way they do because they're on the N64 you know or you know like if they had made those on the GameCube like would they have been like more stylistic you know like I I, I find that like a really interesting question yeah, I, I think it's it's very interesting, especially when applied to things like Ocarina of Time, where it very it, it obviously has a style, but it is one that is very beholden to real life. Whereas I think when you go so far back, like two 90s computer games, now people know that they're working within a limitation and just have to try and make them look recognizable. Right. There's a there's got to be a crossover point somewhere where they're like, people recognize this as a guy. How do we now make that guy look more real than he did before? And I think that the close-ups in this game are great examples of that because it's, it, they are much more detailed. They have shading. They have uh, like detail in like the hair and stuff that is just very different than what you see in the overworld mm-hmm. of the game uh, and is is more clearly trying to look like a real thing and that uh, that was like a a, a style in computer game mm-hmm. animation and stuff for for years and years so uh, it, yeah I don't know it does it really amuses me as well uh, but I'm not sure where that crossover point happens. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess to be a little negative for a second, um, yeah. in the, the special edition, and I don't know um, if it's like this in the original version, but like they really did not do a lot uh, for ease of readability for the text. Uh, <laughs> sometimes the, the, the text is just like pink on a background where that does not stand out at all. And there's no options to like add a drop shadow or like a, box 
or anything behind it that I could find. Uh, so that, there, that there like aren't a, really any options <laughs> at all, from my experience. Yeah, that just seemed like kind of a strange oversight from a company like Lucasfilm and like Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's interesting because like when i uh it, the, the one that stands out to me is i think the, when you're on the island the game has a habit of putting the text in the like oh, sorry the whole game takes place on multiple yeah. islands. <laughs> when you're on monkey island the, like the name of the game monkey island uh it'll put the text up in the sky which is not only a bad place for text because it's generally lightly colored and the text is all uh, color-coded to who's speaking also it's just like way up there <laughs> and not here where you're looking at the characters speaking to each other and so like there would be lines that i wouldn't have the dialogue text on like within my vision at all like i wasn't looking for it so yeah i think i i agree i think we could probably spin this into a larger conversation on what they did with the special edition uh, to bring the game, to make the game more palatable to a larger audience. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and my argument would be all they did was update the visuals. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have a box that has all of the shit that you can do in it, but now it's mapped to the scroll wheel, which is horrible <laughs> is a horrible system that I, I hurt to use. Yeah. Yeah. I never even bothered with that. <laughs> uh i think control brings up the box um and also there's like yes. hotkeys for them but i never memorized them all but pick up right. well, yeah you know it's on so key. many options yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is very useful so i remember that one yeah but to me it's like it's a point and click adventure game i don't know why i have to bring the keyboard into this right Got a point and click with the mouse. No, honestly, I didn't even... I didn't know that there were hotkeys at all. Mm. I didn't know that there was a way to bring up the box. Uh, but it, the... It always seemed like it would be faster to scroll through the thing. Yeah. But it didn't feel like they were even in the same order all the time. Exactly, yeah. It seemed finicky in a way that I just didn't want to even bother with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who had that experience. The... Single most nightmarish puzzle in this entire game for me was learn how to open the safe. And it was mm. almost entirely because I had to scroll to find the push <laughs> and pull options separately. Right. Uh, they couldn't have, because like sometimes it'll put whatever the most relevant thing is on the right click. But right. other times it's just like, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> like it'll change depending on what you used last and so just having to scroll through all of that over and over again was just a a big giant pain in my ass and i legitimately stopped playing one day after i did it i was just like that's enough monkey island for <laughs> yeah it's one of those things that feels very old pc game uh the fact that you have mm -hmm. so many different uh verbs that you can use but yeah, it is something that makes it hard to get into the game or like makes the puzzles, at least to my brain, feel harder to, to puzzle out because um, I'm just not as used to that sort of thing. Like once I, I settled into that, like the game had, had less speed bumps for me. But yeah, like the inventory, yeah, like 
Because like I kept I kept opening the box with control, and then so if you open it with control and you have the the inventory open, I think that's with alt. Uh, if if you if you open alt first and then you open the the your verbs and click on it and then click on a thing in the inventory, it like doesn't work. Like you have to open the windows in a specific order, and like that was that was really bizarre. Um, Which is. Which is doubly annoying because there is a sequence in this game that where there is time pressure mm-hmm. to do it at the, at the right time with the mugs that melt over time. Yeah, that's what um, taught me exactly how the system works. It's <laughs> like how I got it down. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. It was just a tutorial. Yeah, obviously. That's all yeah, that, yeah, in the middle of the game. Uh, yeah, I think we could probably get into talking about sort of the actual experience of playing the game, but as a sort of a segue into it, like, uh, the beginning of the game, uh, part one, where that takes place on Melee Island, uh, is the first of four acts, uh, and is like 80% of the (laughs) whole game. (laughs) Uh, I was so surprised by this. Uh, that it felt like it kept going and going and going forever. And then when I got to Act 2, that was over in like a half an hour, yeah, two that's an the, hour. that's the shortest one, yeah. Oh, the fourth well, one? Well, yeah, that's just like, than, a, yeah. that's basically just like a prologue. Or, yeah. you know, like a, its own little, like, that's the boss fight or whatever. Yeah, you just have to go back to the island, which happens off screen. And then go interrupt a wedding. Right. Uh, there isn't really any, even anything in the way of a puzzle there. Uh, so it is just like, yeah, the fir- <laughs> the first part, and then the second and fourth parts are like almost negligibly short. And then the part on Monkey Island. So it really is more like there are two halves. Mm-hmm. But even then, Melee Island still feels like it is significantly longer than the than the part on Monkey Island. Yeah. Uh, I don't disagree. It's it's. I feel like that's happened in other point and clicks we've done. Um, like I don't know if it's a budget thing, um, mm. or like scope creep or whatever. Like the 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 first half gets the most time and budget, and then like the other the latter parts like have to be slapped together a little <laughs> faster. Yeah. Um, well, we know that to be the case with, with Broken, Broken Age. Age. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, like even, um, yeah, like Grim Fandango, uh, continuing to be a good comparison point, like year three and four are pretty short compared to year one and two. Um, yeah. so yeah, it seemed to be kind of a common trend. Yeah. And it makes sense for like your first act to get the most attention. But like, when you think of the first act of Grim Fandango, it does so much. I mean, there's some meandering where you're like driving around, on the road for like probably longer than you need to be, mm-hmm. but it, it does a lot of establishing work to keep, to make you like understand the world and the characters and what your goals are, uh, and sets up for like the first act twist that sort of sets into motion the rest of the game. Whereas in monkey Island, it feels like they do all the setup and the good work in the pub in the very first, like 20 minutes mm-hmm. with, uh, Mancom Seep Good, uh, the <laughs> single greatest video game character of all time. Uh, and then you just kind of like go and do stuff. There are things that feel 
necessary, obviously. You have to go to the governor's mansion to meet the governor and get sort of your priorities and then uh, go around and do fight the sword master or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's like obviously the game's big mechanical hook. But then everything else you do, like freeing the guy from the prison right. and talking to meat hook, like because they, as a joke, have you do all of that and then they don't do anything for the rest of the game mm-hmm. is like, to me, it just made the first act feel so overlong. And this isn't a long game. I finished this in like eight hours or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just feels very like feet dragging in the first act. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of, not a lot, but like a, a good bit of stuff you can't, can try to do that you can't do yet in the first part Mm -hmm. uh like before you fight the sword master um but yeah like you can like uh is meat hook the guy who you have to use the chicken to go across the rope yeah Yeah. like that whole that does you can't do anything with that till later in the game but you can like waste a lot of time trying to um and like the uh in stands use boat emporium or whatever that doesn't do anything till later either um right so yeah you can sink a good bit of time of your playtime in this game just wandering around looking for the thread yeah and it's like it's it's funny because there are multiple examples of it working and also it not working like the big sort of openness of melee island is good for parts of the game like you will definitely run across the circus which you need to do in order to get money to then go do other stuff. So you have like, you'll definitely talk to the guy selling maps and figure out what he's talking about and then realize that you need money and then you'll explore the island and you'll find those people and then you'll figure out, oh, that's how I get the money to go buy the map, et cetera, et cetera. And there's like a, there's a cause and effect that makes sense in your head that will lead you to do things that are important. But then there are other times when you're just like, I don't know what to do, especially like if you've already gone to see Stan. I'm projecting, by the way. Uh This is what happened to me. I went and talked to Stan and shit and then got to the point where I needed a ship and had no fucking idea how to get to that point. Like Mm -hmm. talking to him, like I had already talked to him. I was like, well, he probably doesn't have any new information and like glossed over, I guess, the fact that he mentioned the shopkeeper in his line of credit. And so I was like looking all over the island, not sure where to even go. Uh, And like that happened on a couple of occasions where I didn't know where I was going. But like if it was tighter or if they cut out some of the intermediate filler stuff, like the ship is important, obviously, Mm -hmm. but there it just it felt meandering and it made me get lost more than i would have liked to yeah yeah that that feels very intentional though like don't want to cut it too much slack but uh Mm -hmm. it 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 feels very old i mean we talked about this sort of thing before um like old game in that way where it seems like it intentionally wants to be a bit obtuse to like pad out the (laughs) runtime Uh, it, like it feels like it's something that they actually like wanted to do to make the game longer in 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 games as old as this um like everybody's gonna have a part that's like uh unintuitive to them like for some reason i i don't know if it was just negligence on my part but like thinking that i thought that the governor and the sword master were the same person 
so okay. like when the uh, the shopkeeper would leave, and I finally like figured out I'm supposed to follow him. Like I tried to go the other direction to go to the governor's <laughs> house, and I'm like, where did he go? Um, <laughs> so yeah, like it's uh, yeah, everybody's gonna have parts like that, and I think it's partially by design, but then also partially just because it's like old moon logic uh yeah territory well, and there's also definitely just like a lot of the love that people feel for these games is that they came from a time when they were younger and didn't and had more free time mm-hmm. and so the idea of sitting down and like puzzling out what everything was and making like their own mental map this game is a literal map so i shouldn't say that but like Mm -hmm. coming up with like the cause and effect chart of everything that you do in the game can be really satisfying when you do finally figure it out especially when you've sunk a lot of time into it but for me in this time of my life uh it may as a 19 year old uh Uh it uh it it feels like it's wasting a lot of my time, mm-hmm. uh, which is just a it's just a side effect. Like you said, like it's it is intentional that these things are difficult to do, but now I resent them. Whereas <laughs> a child, I would have really enjoyed it. I don't know, though. I don't know if I was even I was not a patient child. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just so. it's. I feel like it's less about patience when you're a kid. Like I, I think there is just like a different kind of curiosity that you have about like a game um when you don't have your own money and you can't buy them like you know each game feels like more special uh i think so you're willing at least that's how i remember it anyway (laughs) you're more willing to spend a lot of time in it just kind of wandering around um that's true but uh was there a way to get back to the sword master's house without going through the lost woods do you remember because there's a part where you have to go back to recruit her later and i was like oh i have to like fucking figure out how to go through here i guess i could have followed the shopkeeper again but i didn't want to go Uh back to him so i was like this feels very old video game where they're like (laughs) expecting you to have like written down the uh (laughs) like the the path but i just i just like brute forced it (laughs) the second time i really i genuinely feel like when I went back, her house was just on the map. See, I, I, but I, I thought, don't remember that. Yeah, I thought that it would have made sense to put it there, but I don't remember. I mean, it's possible I overlooked uh-huh. it, but like, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, it. it is, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember doing it twice. Mm. Uh, I definitely did not like follow the dance steps instructions more than well i guess that's well that's to get the Uh, that's for the the second t-shirt yeah like you have to follow him there uh to to fight her the first time and then later in the game when you go to recruit her for your pirate crew you have to go back to her house right yeah and you can always send him back yeah yeah so i guess that's what you're supposed to always an option yeah yeah but i did not (laughs) i just kind of wandered around in the woods Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, it has been like a week or so since I did this, but I want to say that I, that it was on the map. But if that isn't true, then I must have just followed the guy. Mm-hmm. There's, cause that, there's a 0% <laughs> chance that I just remembered how to get there. Right. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, either way, like that is that that is I think to me anyway the biggest problem this game has is that the first act feels very meandering, uh, and it makes it. Uh, it, it makes me more happy than I should be to be moving on to do other things. Yeah. Uh, the whole second half of the first act felt like I was, it was straining me in a way that it, that a game generally shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Especially not like a comedy adventure game. <laughs> it, it feels like too much of the same, that, that like the, that part takes place like in the same locations. Right. Kind but, of like, kind of like in like Sally Face, where too much of it takes place in the apartment building, sort of thing. Agreed, yeah. But like to me, that felt like it was very obviously a budget concern. True, right? like true, the true. game was made by like a guy, and this <laughs> game was made by George Lucas, uh, who made Star Wars. I, I've always been and... curious if he's at all involved in the video games. <laughs> I like that he is in this one mm-hmm. as a as a gag. He's the bridge troll, right? Uh, but that is, uh, but I can't imagine that he has anything at all in like any involvement whatsoever. Yeah, unless it's a Star Wars video game, right? Yeah, in which case he probably signs some papers, right? Yeah, but I don't think that uh, George Lucas was like casting for Sam and Max <laughs> or anything. Um, yeah, I really appreciate, though, Uh, the, um, the attempts at scope, uh, like, with the map. I kind of like what that adds, like, kind of wandering around it, and, um, and, like, you can, like, run into the pirates on the map, and, uh, like, the monkey on Monkey Island, you can, like, see him on the map mm -hmm. moving around. Like, for the time, I kind of really like that solution to try to, like, make the world feel bigger. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think I I did like the map traversal. I think that it this game is not one that has like a ton of like pixel hunting in it. Like the a lot of the common complaints that you hear about adventure games, uh, especially retrospectively, are like, oh, the puzzles make no sense, and they use moon logic, cat hair, mustache, pixel hunting, all of these like buzzwords that people have come up with for it, uh, which I think are all sort of lovingly applied because they're. I think adventure game fans are the people who came up with these terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one doesn't really have a lot of that. Uh, and the map on monkey Island is specifically the only one that I wish had like just pointed out where the points of interest were. Yeah. Uh, it took me a long time like, to see the fort on the volcano. Yeah, <laughs> I had no fucking idea where I was going looking for the fort. Uh, it was, <laughs> It was a lot of, and then I was trying to like go around the big mountain range in the oh, middle yeah, before yeah, I yeah. knew about the boat. And like, if you tried to go up where it looks like you definitely could go up mm-hmm. and around, he just goes into the fort over and over. <laughs> and it drove me insane before I was like, maybe I'm just not supposed to do this. Uh, and then eventually did find a way around. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was a. It, other than that, I think that the the map system is actually uh, very cool. I I liked the the fact that there were sort of two modes where it both got you to places and also they were able to put encounters on it. Yeah, uh, in a way that was visual for the player. Yeah, and then I also thought it like um, padded itself out a little bit too much in a similar way to the the. Uh 
second half of the first half. Um, <laughs> in the second half, if that <laughs> if if that makes sense, um, where like you get into the monkey head. And then you had to go back to the cannibals and like get the the navigator's head, and it's just like just a bunch of rowing the boat back and forth <laughs> uh, that felt very unnecessary. Yeah, and that that is definitely some of the padding. I will say that during that portion of the game, I was looking up answers to puzzles. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I was too. <laughs> Yeah, we were we were beyond the point in the in the game where I was opposed to doing it at that point. And so I I did not take a lot of time like searching the entire map for what to do next and then finding out that the answer was just go back to the village for no reason. Mm-hmm. I guess the reason is that's where the banana picker is. Oh, right. but you already have it at that point. So yeah, I, think I, I, I was they just like, where some, do I go? Yeah, they mention like, if you ever need anything, come back and see us. I think that's supposed to be the hint, but it's very forgettable. Yeah. It sure is, yeah. But yeah, and it does force you to do that all of that back and forth. Like, and there aren't really any spots in between that you have to stop at. Mm-hmm. Like, at some point, yeah, because you, you do the thing with the bananas to give to the monkey, and then the monkey opens the door so that you can go into the monkey's head. And so you've already done all that. You just go in, you get an idol, you go back to the village, you give it to the cannibals. While in the village, you pick up the banana picker. You give that to Toothrot, who then gives you the key, and then you go back to the monkey head, and then you go back to the village. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally is like there's nothing in between there to break it up. You're literally just going back and forth between two locations, like, four times mm-hmm. uh, before you can proceed with the game. Uh, and then proceeding with the game involves doing a, a maze <laughs> right. with a head that is not exceedingly reliable. Yeah, I uh, thought that because it was such a cool location. Yeah, I thought that was like a old games jankiness, where like it would the head would spin and I would go a direction, and then it would spin and point me back the way I came, and I was like, oh, did I just mm-hmm. like misread what it wanted me to do, and I like went the wrong way? So like it, it took me a while to trust it enough to get through there. That pretty much, yeah. Like I, I didn't know when i was when i was doing something wrong and like the eventual solution that got me to the ghost ship mm-hmm. which one of my favorite puzzles in the game by the way is not necessarily a puzzle just like the association you have to make of being like oh i have to take the necklace off of the thing and to put, put it on me, me to yeah. become invisible to ghosts uh is sick uh that's just a cool thing that you do have to actually use your old noggin to come up with and make sense. Yeah. The idea of being invisible to ghosts, which are usually thought of as being invisible, <laughs> is funny. <laughs> if you stop and mm-hmm. think about it. But yeah, no, that whole ship infiltration part is very cool. Yeah, I liked that part a lot. Um, but yeah, like the time that I actually got there, just to finish the thought, I uh, I thought I went backwards. I was like, mm-hmm. that's where I came from, but, like, maybe I did the wrong thing. And then I went through, and I was just at the ship. Yep. And I was like, this fucking head. <laughs> yeah, you had to go, like, through and back through a couple of different uh, doors, at least two of them. Or cave entryways, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is another, um, speaking of, like, resorting to walkthroughs by the second half of the game, 
Uh, another one where <laughs> I feel like everyone lies on how long to beat.com. Uh, oh, yeah. Because it says this game is like six to seven hours long. And it's like, I I played like half of it without a walkthrough and half of it with, and it still took me like 10 hours to beat this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, like, I don't it, it, believe anyone's doing it on a first playthrough in six and a half hours. Yeah, I was like solidly two hours over the estimate with Googling for things intermittently. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it is not... the. That is a average created by people who played the game a hundred times yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's dumb <laughs> uh, that people lie to me mm-hmm. uh, and make us do games for no clip pocket that are longer than our traditional pocket length. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess we should talk about insult sword fighting. Because uh, yes, I feel I like it's like the big standout thing, at least in my memory, about the game. Um, yeah, I have effectively like two things yeah, that yeah, I yeah. want to talk about before we end, and that is like the big one. I would say. Yeah, like, it, it ends up like in my head feeling like you get like these three quests from the pirates at the bar at the beginning, but like the whole first half really just kind of feels like getting to the swordmaster's house to me, and then the other yes uh, things just kind of fall into place after that. Um, but yeah, like, so you have to end up finding, like, um, I don't remember what his name is, the guy to train you, uh, in the sword fighting, which is, like, the first, like, big story thing you'll come across after all of your wandering around, probably, (laughs) uh, and it's got, like, the funny cutscenes of, like, you fighting the robot or all that shit, um, and then he, he, he cuts you loose to, uh, to, to I, I learn a bunch of insults. Who, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A- anybody who, who's listening to this that has not played the game is like, hold on, how do we get to fighting a robot? <laughs> like, it's a, car- it's a cartoon to, game, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just roll with it. Uh, yeah, and he reveals to you, like, this: the, the actual secret to sword fighting is uh, cutting people with a witty insult. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he sends you out into the world map to fight random pirates and learn a bunch of insults and their comebacks uh, so that you can go fight the governor and, or I mean, not the governor, Jesus, the sword master <laughs> and beat her, um, which is one of your, like your big quest for the first half. Yeah. It, it always felt to me like insult sword fighting is a good idea. And obviously that panned out to be true. That's mm-hmm. what most people associate most with this game. But it's implemented in a way where it has one extremely satisfying moment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, like, why is there grinding in this adventure <laughs> game? <laughs> I didn't mind it, personally. I mean, no, it, does, it doesn't even really take very long mm-hmm. to do. Like you just stand on the road and and as pirates approach you, you practice with them until you learn all of your insults and responses. But like, did we need to do that? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like you you get this is one of those things you have to dial your brain back to 1990, or this would have been for like sure, so sure. much more novel and funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think my main problem, I think, is that it feels like one of the things it's like 
why do you like RPGs? It's because you get to take, I mean, this is probably not true of all people, <laughs> but it's because you get to take a character and, and you govern their growth and see them become stronger and more powerful. You build them up. And this game has the insult sword fighting where you put effort in. And by the end of it, your character now has more options to do things in combat. Big quotes on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and then you <laughs> go and do the fight with the Swordmaster, which is genuinely my favorite part of the game, uh, because it gives you the opportunity to take the things where you have like the A-B relationship and then actually use your brain to go, how does this pair up against the options I have? Yeah, yeah. she gives new insults, and you have to look at the ones you have and see how they apply Uh uh, to what she says, rather than like their right. what they were originally a comeback for, mm-hmm. and it, it 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 makes you feel clever. Like the initial insult sword fighting is not it's it it's funny because of the insults and in their comebacks, but it isn't engaging your brain really, other than in memorization. And then the sword fight with the sword master actually makes you feel like you're the one having ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really liked that. And I guess I just wish that there was at least one other time that you fought with it. It does seem weird that you don't fight the bot, like the final boss, like doesn't have a sword fight before he punches you across the map. But yeah. Or even after yeah, at any point, at any honestly, point. if you sword fought LeChuck, it would be great. Yeah. Or at least or one of the ghost pirates, the other one with where his head falls off whatever that yeah. guy's name was like something i agree or like even just like a... bob yeah but <laughs> I, he sounded like yakko from yeah Animaniacs I, he made, so been. i just kept calling him yakko could have been the same guy he's definitely like a like a notable voice actor i definitely recognize the voice but uh yeah or even like the cannibals on the island or something anything Really, I mean, the, I I understand like that it would be difficult to implement in certain parts of the game, and I really am just like, give me one more, like give me a second round in encore because it is one of the things. Like when people talk about this game, it's like, have you played Secret of Monkey Island, the game with insult sword fighting? Mm-hmm. And I I do want to say we have not played LeChuck's Revenge right. or Return to Monkey Island or any of the sequels to this game. And they might do this in later games. Right. Uh, but as far as the first game goes, like, it is just the one. And I think you could rematch the Swordmaster if you want. Yeah, but, you can. Uh, I don't know. It makes me sad. Yeah, it would have been really funny to uh, just to sword fight Stan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. car salesman. <laughs> A nice alternate solution to the, the puzzle. Yeah, that would have been funny. I don't want to figure out how to open the vault. On guard. <laughs> Um, the last thing that I want to tie, speaking of things that would have been funny, uh-huh. uh, and, and also, uh, insult sword fighting, uh, what, how do you think this game's humor hold, holds up? Did I say that in a grammatically correct way? I'm not, I, I, think I so. can't remember. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I don't, I hadn't really thought about it that much. Um, it does have... A couple of pretty funny jokes, like Mancomb Seek Good is a top 10 video game joke. <laughs> it is, um, yeah. But uh, 
I don't know. I kind of just, it just kind of really felt like a cartoon. Um, like, have you ever watched, like, a kid's cartoon as an adult and, like, liked it, but, like, didn't think it was that funny, but, like, you know it's supposed to be funny for, like, its intended audience? Like, it kind of has that vibe for me. Like, it just kind of felt, like, pleasant um, and, like, funny at times and, like, didn't, it didn't feel like the humor was, like, bad or aged to me. Yeah, no, 100%. I I think I agree with that. I think that there were parts of the game that I think still are funny Mm -hmm. genuinely. And I, yeah, I don't think that you're disagreeing with that. Uh, But yeah, I I, I think it holds up. I think it holds up shockingly well. I would have expected this to be much worse just generally from like my knowledge of not necessarily Lucas uh, Arts games specifically, but just like older games and we've talked about so many games at this point like the further back you go the harder it is to bring especially humor forward into the modern yeah era. like a time splitter is uh, to <laughs> situation <exactly>, yeah <laughs> there's so many like just weird examples of things uh but i think i think yeah this one i think because its target audience is is younger um, and it seems like the people who made the game were genuinely pretty clever people. Uh, it, it ends up landing. Like, it, it isn't super... It's not trying to be edgy in any way, so everything is very observational or just, like, a, a very stock standard joke, like saying hello to a skull that's on a spike uh, that is, like, not funny inherently, but, like, the situation makes the, it amusing. The three-headed monkey thing got me pretty good. Uh, oh, with yeah. the cannibals where i would like i picked that option like look a three-headed monkey and they like turn and look and then they turn back and they're like oh, there's nothing there and then as soon as like that happens he, their one comes out from behind the building <laughs> and he's just there behind them the rest of the conversation oh yeah, that it's was just pretty like, good <laughs> like the go-to thing like through the whole game the fact that they pay it off with an actual three-headed monkey mm-hmm. pretty funny thought that was good uh yeah, and I'm not I'm not here to say that the humor in the game is bad or anything. Mm-hmm. I would say if you're nitpicking, uh, the only thing that doesn't age well is the existence of the cannibal tribe at all. Right. But like, it was it's a pirate game from 1990. Yeah, and they do have like those big, uh, whatever like mascot heads. Head. Yeah, yeah, I think that helps them feel like less like racially coded (laughs) (laughs) for sure yeah lemonhead Mm -hmm. the cannibal is very different than what you would imagine a cannibal stereotype to be right uh yeah overall yeah it ends up feeling like mostly timeless Mm -hmm. um yeah like even like the like the pirate adventure kind of subject matter helps with that yeah, because pi- the way that pirates are portrayed in media in terms of, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean-style pirate adventure, that is a tale that I think we've proven <laughs> by 2023 will never stop being relevant to people. It's just inherently cool to a lot of people. <laughs> uh I've seen so many fucking pirates this year. (laughs) (laughs) At least none of the pirates in this game were Johnny Depp. 
That is true. If they had just taken a, because of the cartoon style of the game, <laughs> if they had just taken a photograph of Johnny Depp and cut it out and put it in the game, <laughs> it would have been distracting. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have grog thoughts? <laughs> uh, my grog thoughts. Um, I feel like I kind of got cut to the core of my uh, final thoughts at the very beginning um with with comparing it to grim fandango uh like i feel like so i guess i'll just kind of repeat myself and go from there but uh i feel like uh grim fandango is a is an older point and click that when you go back and play it now uh still holds up in a lot of ways like it still feels charming and impressive and funny and like kind of worthy of its status of as a classic whereas this one i think is just a bit too old that it doesn't quite hit the same spot uh it it, it feels a bit more quaint it feels a bit more simple um i was thinking about it like while i was playing is like do point and clips clicks that come after this and like the sierra adventure games and stuff like feel like they're like have padding in them because that was just kind of like the style set up by like older point and clicks um just something I was kind of toying about, like, is, like, the over, like, the obtuseness, I think, back then served a purpose in, like, kind of trying to, like, make a game last longer, because games tended to be shorter back then. Uh, like, it was, like, kind of harder, I think, to, like, make anything, like, that looked like a <laughs> good functioning video game, so, like, they kind of had to stretch their assets. Uh, but, yeah, it feels like it had a trickle-down effect to the whole genre that, like, I... Uh, was questioning whether or not that was like a bad thing or not. <laughs> I was playing this, but um, I don't have strong opinions on it. Uh, I I don't know where I land on it one way or the other. But um, there there is still a lot about this game, as we were just talking about there at the end, that it, it does feel a bit timeless. It does feel charm charming, um, and was like a fun time to play. Um, there there definitely were parts that were a drag in there. But I think the highs were were fairly high for me, um, which uh, I think carried it better than a lot of older games. Um, you know, like I, 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 this did feel like it was worth playing. Like I didn't come away thinking Monkey Island sucked. So um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I think it's just, it's just an older game, and um, it yeah, it just. Uh, didn't do it for me in certain ways playing it now. So, but like overall still like, I'm, I'm glad that I finally have played this. Yeah. I think, uh, that's a good, uh, you bring up a good point specifically about like how this game relates to other, uh, point and click adventure games. Like why is this one considered to be one of the all time classics as opposed to, uh, other games that came later. And I, I do think it's a mix of things. Uh, but I think for me, the biggest thing with Monkey Island is that when I think about old adventure games and I get that feeling of dread uh, of <laughs> playing them where I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to have to deal with to get through this? How quickly am I going to be reduced to a blubbering newborn baby <laughs> who doesn't understand his left from his right and can't figure out how to do a puzzle in a game? Uh, Monkey Island mostly avoids that. The, the difficulty of this game, while... 
more so than a, a non-adventure game would have been at the time. I, I think that it, it uh, most of what it asks you to do, like makes sense to a, an extent. Uh, and I, I think that that, I don't know if that is the... I don't know the chicken and egg here. Like, I don't know if Monkey Island went against previous adventure games by making a game that largely made sense, or if Monkey Island created a group of hardcore adventure game fans who would no longer be sated <laughs> by puzzles where the inter- the, <laughs> the pieces that you needed seemed like they would fit together within your own brain. So, uh, I, I don't know exactly how it, it played out, but to me, like, this feels like a great example of, like, your, of your first adventure game. Like, I can see if you wanted to get into the genre as a whole, somebody recommending this. I don't necessarily know that I would, because I don't think it's putting really the strongest foot forward, but if you're already sold on it, this feels very introductory in that way. It's shorter. Uh, though not as short as it says on howlongtobeat.com. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's largely simpler, even if it has some moments in it that are that stretch your patience or stretch your desire to keep going with it. Um, and I think that the stuff that it does uniquely, like in sword fighting, uh, are cool. And largely, I think the humor holds up and is fun. So I, I like the game, um, but... Like many times when we play a game that's more than 20 years old, I have reservations recommending it to a lot of people. So that's probably where I land. Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, uh, we're exiting Simeon September. I feel like we have some words that we should say. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in a second. But uh, and but we'll be going into October, the traditionally spooky month of the year. Uh, and so we're starting out uh, with Pocket, anyway, uh, on Signalis, uh, which is also kind of an adventure game. Yeah, I think it's it's like a top-down, like, survival horror uh, adventure-y kind of indie game. It caught my eye, but it, so I recommended it yeah, for Halloween. It, it, it has been one that has like been on our list for a while. Not an entire year at this point, like a lot of the games on our list, but like one that was brought up and other people have told us, have like recommended it. And it's been so frequent now. And by that, I mean, I think three people have told <laughs> me to play it that I'm like, damn, why do I have to wait all the way until October? There, we're here now, and I can finally play Signalis. Hell yeah. Uh, so, get ready for that. Um, notably, yeah, this was uh, the first and only pocket game in Simeon September. Uh, this isn't just us continuing <laughs> the joke that we think that the monkey month idea is very stupid. Uh, <laughs> we are most likely going to continue to have dwindled output from here on until wet until infinity mm-hmm. uh, and are going to be experimenting with a few new ways of recording uh, because we're no longer in the same city. Right. Uh, I moved. So, Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yep. It is his fault. So direct all of your hate mail toward him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise uh, we're just going to keep going as normal. And once we get everything ironed out, uh, it this should not feel much different than it ever has. Yeah, I think it's kind of like when I uh, w- 
I was taking online classes. Like, I, I think we had a mystery May where we just did one pocket and one main episode. So <laughs> I, I think, yeah, that just expect that every once in a while. Probably. Yeah, probably like every other month. Yeah. And then maybe every month. We'll yeah. see and, how much we can get out. Yeah, we've tossed out like maybe cutting down to just one pocket a month anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe we'll end up settling on that. And I've tossed out, let's just stop doing the main podcast and do three <laughs> pockets a month. <laughs> that I, didn't seem quite appropriate. I, I mean, like, I think we would have fun with that, but no one would listen. <laughs> yeah. So, No, that's true. Uh, but yeah, until that time, uh, whenever that time ends up being, uh, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com. Uh, there you can find our email address, our Twitter account, our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find a link to our Discord where you can suggest games for us to talk about or talk about the games uh, that we do episodes on. Uh, you can listen to all of our old episodes, including the one that we did on Grim, Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango. <laughs> uh, Grim Fancracker. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, broken age yep uh, the cat Harvester, lady the cat lady uh, detention uh, it's weird how many point and clicks fall in theme months yeah uh, grand fandango's a mystery may uh one of those that we just harvester was a, a horror game for october yeah i think detention uh, was one as well wasn't it was it, that a halloween was, game yeah yeah, that was a Halloween. What was the the detective one? Oh, Gemini, Gemini Rue. Rue. Yeah, that was, that was also May. Mystery May. That was, in fact, the year that we did one Mystery May game on each <laughs> half of the podcast. So uh, so I guess, I don't know, maybe we'll do a point and click one day that isn't themed to anything. <laughs> I still think it would be fun to do like a putt-putt game or something. <laughs> Oh yeah, and then and we'll and we'll somehow end up turning that into anthropomorphic car <laughs> month or some shit. Car, it's it's Karch. Karch. It's like March, but with cars. We're gonna do another episode on Rascal. He might be a car. He, it is true. Uh, use the banana picker to pull down that bell. Uh, exercise learn some new insults for your insult sword fighting in the comment section <laughs> and, and smash that like yeah button. make sure you don't drip any grog on that like button so you can make sure you smash it before it melts before yes you probably smash stuff in this game i don't remember we do we're uniquely privileged in that we were in a ska band <laughs>